Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Soul of America Radio for another week of broadcast. Tonight, you're in the ladies' room. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, sponsored and hosted by the Soul of America Radio. Because of the adult nature of some topics, listener discretion is advised. And now, from the soul of America Radio Studios, we're taking you by the hand and guiding you in the ladies' room. Most of my material comes from my everyday life. 
And uh, I don't curse. I call myself the queen of clean, but that doesn't mean that I don't keep it real. So, you know, I like to talk about things that I'm pretty sure most people go through um, every day. And we just have to learn to laugh at ourselves because if we're so uptight sometimes, then, you know, we can't really go on with life as we should. So I just believe in making people laugh. And some days I'm like, did I going to tell that that happened to me? So I usually say my whole <laughs> life is like a Seinfeld show and stuff. I'm all characters wrapped into one. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, I think you're right. You know, when you get to the point where you, you're – too serious or too bogged down to laugh at yourself. Uh, that kind of makes life a lot more stressful. Yes, it does. It's pretty dull. <laughs> Look, I'm going to tell you what happened to me last week. Um, I was on spring break from school. I was. The kids still had to go to school. And plus I was working a, a big event for Habitat. But at any rate, I was on spring break, and, you know, I was trying to go in and put in a couple of hours before work Tuesday, and that's the same day I have my um, – first aid class, and I'm over in town, and, and the way my, my city's made up, Joy, it's like one side of the bridge is the city, the other side of the bridge is the county, so I live in the county, and I work and go to school in the city. So I'm over in the city, and I'm like, doggone it, I forgot my book bag, you know. I'm tearing across the bridge, racing back out to my house, kicking up rocks, you know, running in the house, and grab my book bag, and I said, oh, let me sit down for a second. As soon as I sat down, I said, you big dummy. I said, you don't have class this week. And, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, I couldn't do nothing but laugh. I said, mm-mm. I said, now, had this been a weekday, I would have probably been, I don't need my books. I just, you know, just go ahead and go. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of crazy. Well, thank God you came back to the house and realized that. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I took a long break, a uh, lunch break at that point. <laughs> I got caught up on some HGTV. Right. That is so, so you, did, did you see any so addicting? Did you see any projects that uh, you want to tackle? Because usually when I start watching HGTV, it kind of motivates me to want to start something. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm a Martha Stewart wannabe. You know, I would love to have the the rolling hills and the, you know, all the little crafty ideas and have the little cute decorations at the holidays and the little themed cupcakes and all this other stuff she does. But um, as of right now, I'm having to say, you know, I'm, I more or less have a dream deferred. I have to wait until I purchase my home. Right. So I'm just well, getting that's not ideas stopping you from together. making those cupcakes, though. <laughs> definitely not stopping you from making those cupcakes. No, it's not. It's not, but I, I'll do that. I'll just make sure I um, have the uh, Federal Express here to take them on as soon as I get through decorating because if they hang around here, you won't get any. I don't I'm get any. You eat them. The kids will eat them up. <laughs> and I get so I get so upset because I buy my kids their junk. I, I only eat particular junk. I like dried apricots and stuff like that and it's like they eat through you know, they eat through their snacks, then they start eyeballing mine. <laughs> oh, you They're fifteen the ones that are home now, fifteen and twelve. And uh it's like oh, if, if I bring an apple in the house Yeah. If you bring an apple in the house and it doesn't get eight within twenty four hours, oh I didn't think you wanted it. That's when you have to go to hide it food. I have a 16-year-old and a husband, so I know I, I hide food. Okay. And I was about to tell the only one. Said, um, where's the secret hiding stash? I'm like, there is none. I didn't buy the thing, you guys. 
honey, you can't hide nothing from these two little boys in my house. They will sniff it out and find it. I've never seen nine-year-olds eat as much as these two little boys. I told them they're going to have to get a job. Uh-huh. I'm not, I'm they, eat, they eat too much. I'm going to start planting a garden or something. I'm telling you. Absolutely. Well, I'm gonna they're on spring break, too. And I told them, I said, uh, I told them yesterday, I said, okay, you all on spring break. I said, and uh, that does not mean that everything in the house, you're supposed to go through it before Monday. I said, because that's ridiculous, eating all the food up in the house. I said, you uh, you got to save some for the end of the week. <laughs> well, and my thing is, save some for somebody else. <laughs> Don't eat it. I'll eat. Can you leave some? I'm almost like Bernie Mac. I want to draw a line on the soda bottle. Down the right. Bernie Mac. It's Bernie Mac soda. After this line, I don't care. It's flat. <laughs> right. You can, <laughs> you can drink it all the way down the hill. <laughs> I tell you, they eat up something, honey. They eat up something. Oh, you and know, pretty much. Well, you just give them one sandwich and a, a little container of milk and say, this, this is your uh, free lunch. <laughs> Absolutely. But this is like, all you're going to get. Yeah, but during spring break and the holidays, you know that's that's not going to work. You know, they're starving. They're starving on the days they don't go to school. They're starving. Absolutely. And I don't know where it goes because neither one of them, are, are, you know, they, they have gained a pound. And uh, they just burn it off, I guess. I tell you, I wish I had that kind of uh, energy to burn it off that quick. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Well, now, speaking of Martha Stewart a few minutes ago, I was reading an article about, and the larger cities is something they're doing there. Um, I guess they're they're putting, like, all the vacant lots into a land bank, and if you have, like, a vacant lot next to you or an abandoned property, you can purchase that property for a couple of few hundred dollars, and um, you can go ahead and merge it in with your property. And I thought that would be a good idea, you know, with all the abandoned houses I see here in my hometown. Um, right. And I know in the inner cities it's, it's much worse. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, not not over here in my neighborhood, of course, thankfully. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they're calling this blocks, block-long lots. Okay. And a lot of cities are going to this uh, Detroit is really jumping on it heavy, and I guess they have to. Yeah, because I'm sure they have quite a few, quite a few. I wanted to ask you all if you had heard about the um, the actual murder uh, down in Sanford, Florida, that 17-year-old boy, Trayvon Martin. Yeah, yeah I did hear something yeah. about that. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I just happened to be listening to uh, Michael Basin this afternoon, and they were actually uh, they actually played the nine one 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 of the nine one one tapes because there were several of them. I guess where residents called in was calling that in, and they actually played one. And my heart goes out to his his mother and his family and that whole entire community, um, and, and even to all of us as a whole. Um, to think that that child could be murdered in that fashion and the man who did it, you know, was brought in for questioning and released. 
you know, he, he calls himself the, uh, the self-appointed neighborhood watch captain. And this child was just walking through the neighborhood, going back to his father's residence, um, and he was accosted by this man, and some type of an altercation occurred, um, some type of um, fight broke out, and the child was shot and killed. He had no weapon on him. The man shot him. Yeah. Pulled out a gun and shot him. And on the 911 tape, you could hear that child screaming. Uh, Evidently, where this person that called must have been somewhere close because he was loud enough for you, for her to be talking on the 911 call and for you to actually hear him outside. Wow. Yeah, well, I was watching one of the news stations, and they said that the guy who they think shot him was chasing him. So I think that's why you could hear him so closely. Yeah. After 911 yeah. told him not to follow Not him. to. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I think on Thursday I heard Michael Basin them say they were going down there. Uh, a group uh, was going down there to, you know, I guess rally and to uh, try to see if they can get some answers for that family. Uh, she, she's, of course, got attorneys and that kind of thing, but I, I just couldn't even imagine you know, I have children, I do, and we all do. I just couldn't even imagine uh, something like that occurring. My heart just goes out to them. I mean, I, I was in tears. I was sitting there in the car with my children, and I was in tears, and my daughter said, are you okay? I'm like, no, I'm not okay. I mean, do you hear that? That child was begging for his life, and that man just shot him in cold I mean, shot him in cold blood. They said that the child weighed, uh, the man weighed at least 100 pounds more than the child. Mm. So what kind of a threat could he have been to you with no weapon? Yeah, yeah. You know. I, I have a situation going on down here with my daughters. They have this um, bully, that's, this young girl, that's just kind of been making life hard for them ever since we moved in this neighborhood. And finally, last Monday, it, it turned into a, a melee of sorts. Uh, my two daughters and three other girls got into a fight. Hmm. And... Um, at the time, unfortunately, I was coming home from getting my car, you know, repaired right. because my car had put me down. And mm-hmm. my friend, girl, she called and she said, girl, they're twins, you know, they're out here fighting. So by the time I got home, they were in the house. And uh, they said that one of the parents of one of the girls actually came into my home oh, my and goodness. confronted my daughters. And oh, the no. father of one of the girls drove his vehicle in, to my front door, and the way my apartments are made, you have to park out in the parking lot and walk up to your front door. So he actually drove onto the lawn to oh my confront goodness. my daughter, saying, um, no, don't run in the house now, don't run in the house now. And um, my thing is, I've you know, our daughters have had little issues before, and whenever I went to talk to the parents, that's who I went to talk to was the parents. You know, mm-hmm. the child may have been present, but I was coming to to bring the parent aware of what was going on or or, or not going on. And um, I just really don't appreciate adults coming up in children's face. Oh, no, as, no, no. And then, and then the thing of it was they knew I wasn't at home, you know, because wow. they knew my car wasn't in the parking lot and they knew I wasn't at home. Right. But that's what they did. Now, that's, that's been a whole week ago. Ask me, has anybody come knocking on my door since? No, of course not. But, wow. Um, 
Yeah, you know, they they about to make you catch a case. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the, incident, the incident happened about, I guess, about 6, 6.30. I got here right at 7, and um, I literally stood on my porch until about 11 o'clock that night, just waiting. I wish a, I wish somebody would. That's right. I wish they would. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> And my poor son, my 15-year-old, he's like, uh, Mama, you need to come off the porch. You need to come off the porch. I'm like, why? Well, you don't know how to handle yourself. I'm <laughs> like, baby, please, that's the last thing you got to worry about. Trust me. <laughs> Hilarious. You don't know how to handle yourself. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to handle myself. Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> Oh Lord, I tell you, it's just something. I tell you, it's it's it's, it's something. That's kind of where we living in now. Yeah, I mean, and and you really don't want to isolate your children from everybody, but at the same time, you know, you what kind of choice do you have? That's right. Well, we'll I be hear back. The music in, playing. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll be back in a couple, you guys. Stay tuned, please. Alrighty. Information, relationships, current topics in the African-American community. And like a best friend, every week, the soul of America Radio will be here for you. The best in talk radio right here on SOAR. America Radio, Worldwide, Coast to Coast Talk Radio. Give us a call right now at 323-784-9638 and press 1 if you want to speak with the host right now. Time to get your stuff and go in the ladies' room. Come with me, don't. 
we're back from our break, everybody, and um, we were just chit-chatting, running the, well, I don't even, that's the wrong expression, so I'm not going to say that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, um, getting back on that bullying stuff, I just, I mean, I don't know what it is with the kids in the society now that they're, which we had bullies when I was growing up, but people didn't target you for years and years, you know, and and I just, I just really, it's getting on to be on the verge of an epidemic, you know, with this bullying situation and then with these adults confronting kids, you know, and I know some of them are just as big as we are, but at the same time, you know, they're, they're not equipped mentally to really understand everything that they're doing and you're trying to convey to them. Right. Absolutely, and an adult, you know, they have. If they want to talk to me about my child, they need to talk to me about my child. Don't don't approach my child uh, about something that they're doing. You need to come and talk to the adult. Right. Uh, don't you're not gonna run. I mean, run my child down or trying to, you know, run up in your house. That's that's uh, uh that's like I said. That's grounds for catching a case. Really, we um, uh, need, need y'all to uh, straighten up on that. That's not gonna happen. But yeah, catch the case. Same thing is coming up, missus. Huh? Say again. Catch the case. Is catching the case mean the same thing as coming up, missus? Same thing. Yeah, or going to jail. Okay, that's what I thought. Yes. Okay. That's what. That's what would happen if somebody missed my door. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) They would come up missing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just. I'm just amazed that you know. like I say, nobody's tried to approach me since, but I guess they think everything is over. But I got a few things in the on the back burners in the works. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I was wondering what yeah. even related to someone because that is interesting that they haven't tried to arrest the guy or anything because maybe in their mind, well, it's another black person gone. Who cares? You know what I mean? Right. Right. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah, I like I say I. I was really upset, and I'm, I glad I had, I'm glad I had the forethought to not go confront them when I was really, really hot about it. Um, I said right, I wasn't right. going to go looking for nobody, but, you know, you can best believe when I run across them, I got a few choice words I'm going to put in their ear. I'm going to let them know. I just don't, you know, out of all the times our kids have had problems, I came to you about your your, your child. I didn't come to your child, you know, and... Right. and it's just it's, so, now. I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to figure. You said they came to your house mm-hmm. trying mm-hmm. to get at your children, but this that child is the one that's doing the bullying. Is that right? Yeah, but you know, everybody thinks their child is innocent. Now I, I know that I've tried to teach my children the right thing, but when they get outside with other kids, you know, it, it, hey, it's kind of yeah. up in there sometimes. You know, they'll they'll go along with whatever the crowd is doing right. and. I've tried to teach them that if you're having a problem with somebody, if you're, you know, not getting along, you don't have to go through this argument. Just leave them alone, leave them alone, ignore them, and go on about your business now until they put their hands on you. Right. And it's at that point then I told them, you know, lose your mind, do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. And um, but it, it, it had gotten to the point where ever my daughters were, they would show up. Then my daughters leave. Then they, you know, it's like how long, realistically. 
is somebody supposed to continually try to avoid you when they're right. not, the other right. party's not trying to do the same? Right. So. Right. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's, I got it's, it's some kind of situation, I tell you. But I must admit, when I got off the phone with my friend girl after she had notified me as to what was going on, I did um, say a little prayer that they would whoop the tar out of whoever they were fighting. <laughs> As they try to whoop lay them that. out. <laughs> whoop it. Yes, sir. Whip it good. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, my goodness. I tell you, I got these. Uh, my, my daughter, um, she, 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 she hasn't had any trouble like that, I, I thank God. Um, and, you know, I got the two boys coming up. Um, so I'm I'm praying for them as well. <laughs> but um, I've I noticed that the girls are a little more vicious than the boys. Oh, nowadays. I I can imagine that to be true. I can imagine that to be true. Um, girls are uh, quite a bit more aggressive these days in all areas. Um, yeah, you're right so, about that. Mm-hmm. So I can I can imagine that to be true. Uh, you know, there's been a whole lot of uh, national media. On bullying, and there's oh a my. lot of. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, well, you know, somebody. Oh, that studio. might be the balls. He might be putting us, telling us we're straying off the topic. You know, we. Have. That's okay. <laughs> if we stray off, it's all good. But no. But, uh, um, mm-hmm. Do you guys remember? I think it was last year where the little bully in Australia, the little, the, the little fat kid, had been picked on, and he finally picked up this little guy and he slammed him to the ground. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> yes, that's now. I must admit, I did laugh for a long time off that because uh, when poor baby got up off the ground, he couldn't do number hobble. <laughs> and I said to myself, then I said, that'll learn you something, as they used to say on Beverly Hillbill, uh, Hillbillies. Uh, that'll learn you to be picking on somebody. You know, people get fed up. Absolutely. But, you know, there's the the, the, the case right now. I think it's still going on at uh, where that uh, – College student at Rutgers. Oh um, yeah, yeah. He killed himself behind that, and I, and and that's happened several here in the recent years. That's happened quite a bit, where children uh, were were uh, continuously bullied, and they you know they ended their lives. I mean, that's that's pretty serious. So it's not it ain't nothing to, to take lightly. That's for sure. Well, I noticed on the police report that I picked up there they have a slot for computer complaints. I said, wow. wow. So, so you can, um, yeah, I guess, get them for harassment, absolutely. you know, over the yeah, computer. Yeah, that's what they call cyberbullying. Yeah. Because, you know, you have all of these social networks. And, you know, sometimes you go on Facebook, if you have any young people on that are your friends, uh, you know, from time to time, you'll see crazy stuff come across your feed. Yeah. And you'll be like, what in the world? What's going on? You look at it, and you you know you can tell there's something going on because there's some choice words being said or misspelled. Uh, sometimes, right? Sometimes they're misspelled, <laughs> and and that's the that's right. thing you have to try to decipher what they're saying. It's like I kind of oh. think I know what's going on, but honey, not that's, really. That's for a sure. whole that's a whole new language. <laughs> that's a whole new language. <laughs> some of that stuff is uh, it's it's in code and. I saw on, I think it was on, uh, I don't know if it was CNN or Headline News, they were talking about, you know, parents um, 
there's codes for things that your kids may be saying while, you, while you're even in the room. And they had a lot of, it's just three letters, most of it. And um, they could be saying that, you know, parents in the room or the parents looking over my shoulder, you know, when they're texting. So, mm-hmm. you know, kind of mm-hmm. beware of, uh, uh, you know, don't be naive to think it's nothing if you see certain letters together, uh, uh, P-I-R with parent in the room, you know. Uh-huh. But you don't know that. You think it's like we were talking about some odd language, but no, mm-hmm. it's code for, you know, my parents. Well, the other part I of the child, what I had to tell my teenager. Yeah. I had to tell him he was saying something. That, I said, well, what does that mean? It don't mean mm-hmm. that. I said, look, I don't know. I said, I, I know I have enough sense enough to know. I don't know what it means, but I do know, have enough sense enough to know that I know it means something to That's you. That's right. Mm-hmm. It absolutely does. They yeah, but I know it means language. something. Yeah, they have a whole language when they're texting now that, uh, you know, you, like you say, you're looking at it, you think it's just letters, three letters together. Well, peer, what is peer? What does that mean? You read it in a sentence and it doesn't make any sense to you, but they know exactly what it is. So uh, just kind of be aware of those kinds of things as parents. I tell you, it's, it's a new day. It's most definitely a new day, you know. I tell my my, my uh, 14-year-old, uh, you have no privacy. Uh, everything in this house is mine and your dad's. Um, you know, so don't don't think everything you got we gave you. So don't think that you know I'm not I'm not against come, going in your room, and opening up your drawers, and pulling out stuff, looking under this and that because you have no privacy. So you get privacy when you get your own place and you pay your own bills. Well, now you know Bo said that um, we have to give them privacy. Bo, Doctor Bo has said we have to give them privacy. That's kind of mm-hmm. okay, Doctor Bo. Doctor Bo don't live Is right he here in. Uh, no, he's not. Oh, must be white. He got to be white. He must be no. dumb. <laughs> no black. They ain't getting no privacy in my house. Now I'm not gonna. I'm gonna knock on the door if I think you know if she's getting dressed or something like that, and then I'm gonna go on in. But I'm talking about. Don't think I'm not gonna look through your things and uh, you know and, and and think you're gonna hide stuff or you have. I mean, you have to. You don't know what children you know are doing these days when they're not in your presence. So yeah. uh, you best believe you sit there and that's right. You sit there and be naive if you want to, and tell them you give them privacy. Okay, like I said, yeah. you can get some privacy when you move out. <laughs> so Doctor Bo obviously don't have any children. Yes, he does. He got children. Yeah, his friends. children. He's, he's, he's a clinical right? sociologist, though. He, you know, he, mm-hmm. he studies the. That's what he got to say. Those the inner workings of the, you know, <laughs> of the mind. It must, it must be things he have to say, but not what he does. Oh yeah. <laughs> what it is. Dr. Bo, if you're listening, we love you. Still, we still well, love, I you. love you. but but don't let your kids get around feeling no bones. I'm telling you. Okay, because how do these kids get away with I Well, you know, he just stayed. I noticed he started staying in his room. Okay, well, he doing right. something there. Right, and that's, and that's the same thing happened with these kids who, uh, what, shot up Columbine. They yeah. make it, uh, gathering all this ammunition and guns and crap. Up in the uh, up in a loft or wherever they were in a shed or something, and they yep, parents no, don't know nothing about it. All of, with the thing, what they call it, um, Man, they, they, on a soundboard, you know, or whatever they call it, where they have it mapped out what they're gonna do in this scene, that scene, yeah. and other. Very so, interesting. You know, if you're living in my house, you're not gonna be uh, building no bombs and collecting no ammo. You ain't gonna be doing none of that. <laughs> no sir. Mm mm. Because I'm gonna check it. 
I sure am. I'm gonna look. Mhm. It's my right. <laughs> and I'm doing it because I love you. That's exactly what my mom always said. <laughs> I'm just yeah, doing it because I love you. Yep, and they will thank you later. <laughs> well, ladies, I guess we'll we'll kick this thing off about these um, women picking out these deadbeats, you know. Uh, realistically, I don't think any woman picks a deadbeat. I think uh, a significant other or a co-parent turns into one at some po- at some point. I mean, because yeah, they're plainly a deadbeat. You know, what I mean, nobody's. Oh yes, yes, some. It's a representative. It's the representative. <laughs> Did you know when you first see the person? It's the representative. That's everything. Oh, you absolutely. Want to hear. Oh, that's the diplomat. But that's then right. later, that's when you see the real person. Mm-hmm. And that's who they were all all along. Absolutely, <laughs> he was a deadbeat when you met him. Don't even they ain't turn into it. They was a deadbeat. They was just hiding that deadbeat. <laughs> In un, deep cover. That's right. Deep and cover. Then, then there are times when they'll tell you that that they're deadbeat, and the nurturing side of us women will say, "I can change that deadbeat. I can handle that deadbeat." Oh yes, I think subconsciously that's all of us, you know, having that little superwoman syndrome on the inside. You know, love of a good woman, we can change him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or think, oh, well, that woman just did him wrong. I won't do you that way. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We have that that down pat. Well, because I've heard a guy once say... um, that is his daughter's mom asked him, you know, well, why did you, you know, why did you stop trying to come see our daughter? Why did you stop paying child support? This brother told my friend, he said he got tired. I said he got tired. Yeah, <laughs> he got he got tired. Oh no, well, no tired. Okay, I'm saying well. What about you, sweetie? Were you tired? And she was like, I wasn't afforded the luxury of being able to take a break. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know what? Never. um, I've been a single parent all except for this year that I would rather pay child support. Now, this is taking away the love that I have my daughter. I would rather pay child support and not have any responsibilities than have all the responsibilities and have to be the one to receive child support. Don't you think it's less work if all you had to do was pay money one time and your job was done? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they they don't they don't reach over in the middle of the night, you know, or, or get up in the middle of the night, fill in the forehead and figure out the child is burning up and, you know, you go into a panic or have the child at your bedside, I don't feel good. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't get and they don't they don't get this scenario I'm in with my daughters, you know, dealing with the bullies and their parents. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's just it's, but is it just the men, or I mean, is that just a trait in in men that they can easily walk away from their physical responsibilities for the child, or is that just deadbeatism, deadbeatitis? Uh, there you go. I think. 
<laughs> Those are some great words. Deadbeatism or deadbeatitis. Yeah. It probably is uh, a bit of both of those. Um, it's not necessarily, I mean, because, you know, you can have deadbeat mothers. True. You know, because you have women that pay child support uh, as well. Yeah, they've been they've been surfacing more now because uh-huh. when I lived in Missouri, I, I must have met at least 10 guys that had custody, you know, 100% custody of their children where the mothers had just mm-hmm. walked away. One mother, uh, it was a bus driver of this uh of my bus that I rode every day in, his daughter's mother, his daughter looked exactly like him. His daughter's mother was upset with him. She ran a tub of scalding water, and I think the child was maybe two at the time. She set the child in there and made her sit in that scalding tub of hot water, and she received she received uh, like third-degree burns over from waist down, and Ooh, that's geez. how he got his daughter. Mm-mm-mm. And another lady, she just walked off from her kid. She took the baby over there. Here, you got her. Mhm. Well, you know that's what the uh, girl did, in, uh and uh, what love got to do with. It. She said, "Here, yeah. Ike, you want to play daddy? She go two more. Take these two with you." <laughs> and she just and left it when you're suffering. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But yes, sometimes um, when you want to throw your kids somewhere, but you have to go back and regroup, eat a big bowl of ice cream, or two or three bowls, <laughs> and have to regroup. <laughs> two bowls of ice cream to do it. Mm-hmm. But I tell you, um, in my opinion, I do believe uh, it. It's a lot of it is is our women. It's, it's our fault. Um, mm-hmm. Because we a lot of times, um, you know, we'll, we'll we just pick the wrong guys. We, well, we, and, we and go by the wrong we go by the wrong standards a lot of times. Right. Um, and, and we know. don't give them a, we don't take enough time to really observe them. That's in, right. In different type um, situations. Are we looking at them through rose gla- rose colored glasses? You know. Oh, you know, but he's he's good right here. You know, he do this and he good and he do that. But you know, he got some real issues, and I know he got some real issues. But you know, we we work on that. That's gonna get better with time. I think the older he gets, you know, it's gonna get better. Uh, that kind of crap don't don't necessarily get better with age. <laughs> so, you know, would you all date a man who doesn't pay child support? Would I date a man that didn't pay child support? No. Uh, I don't think I would either, no, because uh, I've been in that type of situation. I tried to encourage the father, you know, the father to do what he was supposed to do for the child, regardless of what the mother was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it just shows poor character. I mean, if, if you know, if they're, um, you know, they're not paying child support, um, then, you know, you feel like what? You get into a situation where, you know, you God forbid you have a child for one and things don't work out. What you think gonna happen to you? Well, you know, he's not then, taking care of the ones he already got. And then what type of woman are you to really promote a man not doing the right thing for his child? Because like you said, if he, you, you two have one together, what makes you think your treatment from him is going to be That's any right. different from how he's treating, treating the first one? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, I 
this is, you know, my second marriage, and uh, I had a deadbeat. When we um, initially split up, me and my first husband split up, you know, he, oh, he swore up and down. You ain't going to have to put me on child support because I'm going to take care of my kids. I'm going to take care of my kids, and you don't have to do this, and you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. That lasted all of what? If it lasted a year. I don't even think it lasted a year. It might have lasted six months. And I found myself contacting him and, you know, contacting him. Well, he can pay child support because uh, I'm saying a word that I shouldn't have said, that his, he couldn't keep a job. You know, he wouldn't, he wouldn't remain employed. Um, and he would do it on purpose. Or he would work jobs where he got paid under the table, you know, so they couldn't track it once I started, you know, getting putting him on child support. Um, and he, he got hip to it. Then, you know, the state started taking his, his income tax at the end of the year and sending it to me because he owed all this back child support. Then the Negro stopped working or stopped, stopped filing taxes. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? It's always some, something to try to get over, some, try to, some kind of get over. You know, well, not uh, even or, or getting over it. Trying, trying to make you suffer. Yeah, that's what that I'm not is. Gonna, told me, told me, I'm not gonna be sending you no money uh, for those kids because uh, you ain't giving it to those kids. I don't want to. I'm not gonna be paying your car payment. I said, uh, sir, how do you think your children get back and forth to school and activities and different things that they have to do? And you're not paying my car payment. I'm paying my own car payment, but they still gotta have something to ride in. You're not here providing that. But, but that doesn't so, even matter, know. Gwen. I, I've heard oh, no. a judge. I've heard a judge tell plenty of respondents that it doesn't matter what she's using the money on, as long as it's for the benefit of the children. Absolutely. But you know, he, he of course he doesn't see it that way. He's talking about, you know, I'm not going to be paying you car payment, Negro. <laughs> if I could say that on the radio, please. Yeah, I think I think that one. That one's okay. okay. Nobody's cut us off yet, so. <laughs> But now, then, but then, what type of man are you to stay with a woman that's not trying to promote you doing the right thing? That's not trying. To, I mean, and I mean, look, I'm not making no child support payments for you. I'm here to right. tell you, I'm not making them. Not, not, not one red cent will I make. But I will be supportive of you doing that. You know. Right. But you know, I think now too. I think that when, and I don't think this is new. I think that if. Um, um, if, if that person is remarried, and say that, that that man remarried, I think a lot of times they consider the, um, the 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 income of both a lot of times um, as going towards oh, not, so not just what he's making. Ah, true. No, they go by the um, um, the income of the parent, the non-custodial parent, and then the the mother and the father. I put it that way. Yeah, because yeah. Cause now I work. know as far as taxes are concerned, the the spouse of a non-custodial um, parent can file a injured spouse form with the taxes to whereas mm-hmm. your return won't be affected just because he is his. Oh, or you just file simple and then just keep it moving. <laughs> I, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of with you on that, Joy. <laughs> Keep it moving. <laughs> but here's something interesting, in case we have any male listeners. Um, usually um, when the child turns of the majority age or whatever, 19, um, we think that the child support is cut off. Well, it's not technically cut off until the father goes down and say, 
and maybe the mother can do it too, that the child is of age, we need to stop the payments. Otherwise, they'll keep taking your money. That was interesting. Wow. But thing in our benefit, if your child does, I've been to some things recently, so I'm telling you what I know. Uh-huh. However, if your child decides to go to college, then you can petition to the courts that you need, I forgot the legal terms, but basically you're going to need help sending this child to college. So definitely right. the father will have to pay. And I think okay. the child has to go to school within six months after they reach 19. So that will help with tuition and supplies. So that's good. Right. That was good it sure is. <laughs>
I said, you know, it's up to you. You know, if you want to see him, if you want to talk to him on the phone, that's up to you. You're an adult. You have to make that decision for yourself. Um, so, you know, I, I I just tried to advocate for them the whole while, make sure that they were okay. Um, but it, it's, it's, it can be trying. Um, I didn't feel like I chose a deadbeat, but in hindsight, I did. <laughs> Well, yeah, me too. You know, I did. I did. I was young and uh, inexperienced and, you know, saw the warning signs and just rolled right over them, honey, just just barrel right through them, (laughs) just like they weren't even there. (laughs) So that's the thing. Those are the kind of things that I'm trying to teach my my daughters now, both of them, even though the ones, you know, already grown. Uh, sometimes you still have to reiterate things to them, but my daughter that's coming along now is the type of qualities to look for, you know, in 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 guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, the kinds of things that that um, you see your dad, you know, doing the kinds of uh, qualities that you see him exhibiting. No, he's not perfect, um, but he takes care of his family. Um, you know, and and there's no problems with that. So, you know, you try to try to steer them in the right direction if you can, so that they don't make the same mistakes that you did. And we're up on another break. All right, ladies. I guess we'll. They used to say on TV Land in two and two, but we uh, are most of our breaks at least three minutes long. So in three minutes we'll be back. <laughs> Radio. You're listening to Soul. Before we get back to the show, let me invite you to www.soulofamericaradio.com. Get information about the show, segments, the staff, anything you want to find out. And now, if you're listening to the show right now and want to speak to the host, press one, if you're listening via phone, and you will be connected to the host. If you're listening over the Internet and want to speak, pick up your phone and dial 323-784-9638 and press 1. Information. Relationships. Current topics in the African-American community. And like a best friend, every week, the Soul of America Radio will be here for you. The best in talk radio, right here on SOAR. You're listening to the Soul of America Radio. I'm a real woman. 
Some of them think that, uh, you know, I'm I'm providing a roof uh, over their head, you know, uh, buying clothes and food. Uh, that's all I need to do. Right. Well, there's so much more to it. That's just, yeah, dropping the bucket. Absolutely. Um, recently, um, we sat down and watched, as a family, the movie Courageous. And uh, that, mm-hmm, and that, that, that guy... Um, uh, he he was you know he was doing that same thing. I mean, with his daughter, he was great. You know, to a, to a point, she was his little girl, and he, you know, he doted on her. But his son couldn't get in a minute of time. A minute of oh time. Oh my God, I I know a situation like that, and this is is crazy. I mean, like you say, why? You know, they always say dad is girl, but but if you're blessed enough to be in the household with your son, why can't you see the benefits of actually putting in time with him? He he had no parts of it in the beginning. I mean, he was just devoid of anything that his child, his son wanted to do. He was just, you know, kid just kept trying to, you know, interact with him and talk to him. Certain things the boy wanted to do, he didn't want to do. And he just, most of the time, you know, kept just closed him out. You know, and that's how the child felt. So, yeah, that can be just as damning, uh, damaging uh, as uh, being the deadbeat dad on the outside. You know, with with no emotional attachment. Uh, yeah, because I I think with children with the father actually or the deadbeat male or female being mm-hmm. away from them, they have this fantasy that they're going to ride in on this horse and save them. You know, whatever the kid is thinking in their mind. You know, if my dad was here, you know, he'd change this. Or if my mom was here, you know, things would be different. And okay. the situation where they're in the home, they're they're actually able to see the negative. Behavior, you know, or the the lack of of, of mm-hmm. interest, in, you know, in their family member, you know, or their 
their family. Oh yeah, absolutely. So you know that 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 definitely can be uh, just as detrimental, or probably even more so, to that child. You know, as uh, not being there at all. And a lot of them, you know, what we were saying about the money, a lot of them will pay. Then you have the ones that will pay the money. They'll, like you say, and they're on the outside. Uh, They don't live there with the child. They'll pay all, you know, whatever it is to pay. But still, you know, won't put any time uh, with the child. Well, I'm paying my child support. And you've got to realize that it takes more than that to raise a a child, um, a well-rounded person. Somebody that can contribute positively to society. <laughs> right. Well, like I told mine, you know, of course I'm upset when I don't get the money, but at any rate, the child is 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 being um, neglected when they don't have the contact. You know, right. as much as you may not want to hear my voice on my phone when I answer it, as much as I may not want to hear your voice on my phone when I answer it, if you call and say, "Well, hey, how you doing?" I'm like, "Hmm." Well, may I speak to the kid? Hold on. And, you know, there you go. <laughs> Absolutely, there you go. <laughs> no, you did say, huh? <laughs> well, yeah, and the thing of it is, you know, every uh, ex is crazy. You know. You know it. You know, and, we, and, and, and the, and the every baby mom is crazy. crazy Can you say that again? Can you say that again? But it's like they don't figure out, you know, and I guess they would have, if they would have a show, well, I didn't know she was crazy to after the to after the baby was born, you know. Yeah, okay, I was I was saying all the way up until the baby got here, now all of a sudden I'm crazy because I want you to, you know, do what you're supposed to. I want you to change some stank diapers. I want you to stand right. there and hold the baby while you get spit up on, on your chest <laughs> and not throw the Absolutely. baby onto the bed. <laughs> I want you to try to use the bathroom while holding a toddler. That's what I want you to do. Honey, I'll tell you something. It's more than a notion. (laughs) It's most definitely more than a notion. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. So what what advice should we have for maybe, you know, one of our listeners that's out there Asking themselves, am I dating a deadbeat? Or just say, what do I need to do to get rid of this deadbeat? Because sometimes I think we know that the deadbeat. Oh, we got to be able to do something about it. You know, I, I think the reason why we probably uh, allow a deadbeat to linger so long is because they're the father. You know, it, it's like mm-hmm. you, you want to go through the extra measures and make sure that you're giving him every opportunity to, you know, step up to the plate and do the right thing. And with me, I think I held held on a little bit longer so that when I did walk away, I didn't have any um, qualms about leaving. You know, I know I know that I did all I could. At least I, that's the way I feel. So I don't have any regrets. You know, saying, well, maybe what if I, maybe I should have. You know, if I had a, no, I don't have that. Right. Right. So I, I know that's one thing, but as far as avoiding a deadbeat, the only thing I can say is really take your time before you enter a lifelong uh, relationship with somebody you may or may not necessarily even like when it's, you know, after the baby gets here. Mm-hmm. Because I'm crazy. 
<laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Most definitely got to take your time. Um, and, and you know, just look at them for, you know, look at it for what it is, not for what you want it to be. You know, a lot of times we uh, we see things that aren't there because that's what we want. But, um, you know, it's got, it's got to be more serious than that. It's got to be um, more um, what's real. And, you know, if you see that this person uh, has deadbeat dead tendencies or, uh, you know, can't keep a job, uh, you know, or wants you to take care of them, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. Oh, you know, got excuses for every, you know, everything in the book. Oh, they're dodgers. Um, maybe not, um, uh, you know, people who try to get out of stuff or the kind of people that want to always want to come up or or get over. Mm-hmm. Those, those are signs. That kind of stuff is warning signs. Somebody always want to uh, uh, hook up. <laughs> yeah. You know. That kind of stuff. That's that's that's, that's those are warning signs. So I mean, I would go so I would go so far as to say somebody, if you got a dude and you know you got a house and everything, and you know your yard needs to be cut, and he's slow to react to that, and then he turns around. Now you have a lot more, but he turns around and he go pay somebody to come cut your grass. <laughs> I think that's deadbeatitis. You know. Okay. There you go. If you can't get the ju- the brother to change a light bulb, you know that's deadbeat eyes. If he can't do the simple things, you know he gonna dodge out on them on them things. That's when they start getting hard, when they start getting thick, maybe he gonna thin out. <laughs> For sure, he is gonna thin out. And like I said, most of the times you see those signs, those warnings are there. That stuff don't just jump up on you one day they're great and the next day they deadbeat. No. There's some signs there. You just need to pay closer attention. Young lady. Other deadbeats. (laughs) (laughs) There you go, deep cover. (laughs) Just need to pay more attention. Now, Joe, what, what do you think would ward off a, a good dead beetle? What, what would be? How can you get rid of one? That's what she was asking to. Oh, Lord, I think she dropped. We dropped a call. Oh, no. Okay, well, she'll be back in a minute. Mm-hmm. I'll tell but you, yeah. uh, get, a good God, get a good God dog. That'll run one off. Get you a big Rottweiler. <laughs> and, and train him and and to bite his ass. <laughs> I bet you every time you come to the dog, <laughs> just, just let the dog after the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you made it back. Put up some signs. Yeah, put up some signs that you move. <laughs> she gone. They yeah, gone. Look, put, put up some signs that you move. Yeah, they don't live here no more. Shoot. Look, put, oh, up put up a fake eviction notice. Quarantine. Yeah, a quarantine. <laughs> West Nile virus. <laughs> Anything. Get rid of his tail. And if you find a if you find a man that's a squatter, mm-hmm. you know you got your place, and you look up, he always over there with you. 
Yeah. I'm going to need you to, move need you to step off. Yeah, and wasn't asked. I'm going to need you to step off. Need no squatters. But now, I, as as one of us had said earlier, I think the biggest problem is us. Uh, yeah, as far as I, I up with too. that behavior and, and condoning it more or less because it's like once he's moved on to the next person, it's like the new person has an automatic attitude with you from his version <laughs> of what went down. Oh, yeah. Sure. You know, and it's like uh, you expect your father to make his child support payments, but you don't expect your new spouse to make his. Right. You want to get money from your baby daddy, but your your husband's uh, baby mama can't get no money from him. Yeah, that ain't going to work. Because what's good for the goose, you know, that's it's not going to work. Again. That's right. And, um... Yeah, that, that that most definitely is not going to work. I mean, it's just all a part of being accountable and taking responsibility uh, for what you have created. Those children didn't have to come here, and um, they don't deserve to be brought up in that type of surrounding, you know. Mm-hmm. They don't deserve to have the bad examples. You know, they, they just don't. And, and like you said so, earlier, you know, whatever – the dad is or isn't, the child is going to know that. that They're going to recollect on all the years that he wasn't there or or crucial times that he wasn't there or she wasn't there. And, you know, they they may at a future date develop a relationship, but it won't be anything like it could have been. Right. Absolutely. And I think a lot of parents, do. you know, you'll you'll have uh, women or men, whoever, uh, and and they'll have... uh, you know, they they would downplay the other parent or, you know, uh, talk bad about them. Or, um, that, that's just not necessary because I've always told my children, um, because they, they've asked me since they've been growing, they said, Mama, you know, you never did, uh, you know, say uh, unkind things about Daddy or, you know, uh, tell the, the, you know, some of the other bad things that he, you know, things that he did. And I said, well, you know, I always felt like um, when you got older, um, you would be able to discern that for yourself because those behaviors have not stopped. You know, this mm-hmm. is a person who is well into their 40s, and uh, if you talk to them, you would think they were still in their 20s. They're still talking that same crazy crap, have not matured or grown up one bit, and still talking that same, you know what I'm saying, you still got that same game. Are you serious? Is that what you're still talking about? <laughs> so they're gonna realize that, you know, and you don't have to, you don't have to uh, uh, degrade them or, or, or talk negative about them. They're gonna do that on their own, honey. They're gonna do it on their own. Joy had asked. She's back. Yeah, she's back. Joy had asked while you had had your little mishap. Uh, what do you think would be a good key or sign to look for with a? Deadbeat spouse. Uh oh. Joy. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> she's I don't on? think she's back. <laughs> she's on. Is she muted? Nope. <laughs> Not on All my right. end. Okay. Well, we'll we'll just wait. But um. 
But yeah, like you just touched on, I, men unfortunately they have the option to be irresponsible because the baby's not growing inside of them, and I don't even want to put a percentage on it, but. For the most part, women are more nurturing as far as it comes to the children. And I know a lot of men, they, they back off from the children. You know, when they're real young, they, they claim they're afraid to hold them. They don't want to drop them, this type thing. And uh, But other men, I've noticed, they, they have no problems jumping right in from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And uh, But the deadbeats, they, they just never do. You have to force their hand at every turn to do it. The simplest can you go on ball? I, oh, I don't know what to do. I, I, I don't, how long are you supposed to do? With the end, you know, all this stupid mess. Man, figure it out. That's what I got to do. <laughs> don't make me laugh like that, Janice. <laughs> Man, figure it out. I mean, it's not rocket science oh, no. with a baby. Absolutely. And, hey, we we both are uh, winging it. <laughs> yeah, new at this. True yeah, to this. this is learning as you go. <laughs> what the kids uh, say, true to at, this, new to this. That's right. I was looking at uh, something on the web uh, earlier today, and they were talking about uh, the NBA and the NFL. They said that um, they are just, it's, they're just overrun with deadbeat dads because they can't keep up with the, uh, you know, the number of kids and multiple mothers and all that kind of foolishness that goes on. Um, and then a lot of them, because they make such large salaries are paying astronomical amounts of money per month. Where, where you know, and some of these and some of these some of these uh women are acting like, you know, they can't they keep going back and forth to court, they can't take care of a child. Who can't take care of a child on ten thousand dollars a month? Girl please. Fifteen thousand dollars a month. <laughs> Girl, please I'd be damn like I'd hit the lottery, you know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. Look, look, I got nineteen years, okay, I got to put some in savings. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I mean, that's that's foolishness. Uh, they were talking about this one guy. Now he wasn't an NFL or an NBA player, but they were talking about he um, he was the uh, worst deadbeat dad ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, he was the father of 23 children by 14 different women. Ain't that a myth? Yes, myth. Recently, he he lives in uh, Michigan. So, ladies, beware. <laughs> His name is Howard Veal. Uh, he said he recently received a 23- to 48-month jail sentence for uh, that criminal offense of not paying child support. He was in debt more than $533,000 in back child support payments. Lord, and I hear I am sweating my little 30-something. Right, and I'm, I'm, I know mine is at least that much, and, you know, what never gonna get that? <laughs> okay, but hey, you I'm know. never, I'm never gonna release him. Oh no, I ain't release it either. <laughs> so then I don't care if they get to be forty years old. You should have paid. Well, they well, their brother ain't gonna get no house before me. <laughs> if I get a house first, then I can let it go. But he, no, 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 I have to burn it up. I do the the left eye. I'm, t- <laughs> I'm telling you. And this dude has got twenty three children by fourteen women. Are you serious? And, and I saw these women. And he's an athlete. Hmm. Gwen, he's an athlete. No, no, this guy's not. No, this guy's not. He's nobody. Oh, he's not okay. an athlete. Uh-uh. Oh, poor baby. Yeah, <laughs> poor baby. <laughs> the, uh, the the the, the uh, county judge uh, said in, his, in all his twenty years <laughs> as a judge, he said he never 
ever seen a case like that before where somebody owes that much and how it, you know, basically just been ignored all that time. I mean, you know, he's paying these little meager payments every month, $100 here, $90 here. You know, mm-hmm. what? You never. Mm-hmm. What? Never. He's never going to make never, a dent in it. Never. Ever going to get past that, you know. So he, wow. he has that label of being the, the uh, it says, and at the bottom of the thing it says, shouldn't, it, shouldn't somebody have told this guy uh, about something called a vasectomy a long time ago? Oh, good girl. <laughs> oh, Lord. You uh, know, I'm going to need, look, I'm, I'm, gonna need to, I'm sure to put something like that on women, too. Yeah, yeah, because ain't no way in the world you're going to come to me with no, you got mm-hmm. 10 kids and I'm getting ready to get with you. You do? No. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, nice talking to you. Okay. That's all. You need to be working right now. You don't even need to be talking. <laughs> you need to be somewhere looking for another job. <laughs> Look, acting like a Jamaican. Okay. I got 14 jobs. <laughs> Shoot. That's some foolishness, foolishness. It really is. She felt me. Oh, listen. Yeah. I see this this is part of what got some people in trouble. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take this last break and everybody stay with us. We're in the countdown of the final segment of the show. Of the ladies' room. Something that you told me stayed in my head all night long. You wanted me to love you when you said. Don't run off. We'll be right back. Sit back, relax, and let the ladies take you away. You're listening to In the Ladies Room right now on Soar. And you're listening to In the Ladies Room on the Soul of America Radio. Information. Relationships. Current topics in the African American community. And like a best friend, every week, the Soul of America Radio will be here for you. The best in talk radio right here on SOAR. You're listening to the Soul of America Radio. Get money, money, or you, you can, can get, get some power. power. But right, right now, now, we need you back, back in, in, in the ladies' room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I treat this like my thesis. Well written topic broken down into pieces. I introduce and produce words so confused. This abuse how I do 
Switch up this beat like I'm do Two people, both people like I'm Gemini I'd rather send me on If I hit me on this block, I can pop it You can't stop it, drop it Your whole crew microscopic Like particles while I make international Articles and on the cover Don't discuss the baby mother Business, I've been this third You can't tell me I witnessed first candid I'm candid, you can't stand it Expect demand it And get flown around the planet Rock hard like granite Or still, people feel Lauren Hill from New York to Israel And this is real So I keep making the street balance While you looking for dress And go with your tongue Salad uh, Get the money, money. Get the power, power. Keep your eyes on Keep your eyes on Get the money You can get the power Keep your eyes on The final hour I'm about to change the focus From the richest to the broken I wrote this Both opus to be birthed to hit low And we're back for the last few minutes of In the Ladies' Room with myself and Gwen, and I believe Comedian Joy is having, okay, she's back in, let me see if she's on. Hi, Joy. Yes. Okay, Hello? okay, you're back. Girl, I accidentally hung up, and then I called oh, back, but I don't want to say, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yeah, but we can hear listening. you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we glad you're back.
And it's like, no, don't be. <laughs> yeah, you know, the man told you he wanted he he wanted no children. That's right. So you know, I think that's a real good point. Absolutely. And, and, and then that's that's the whole thing is to listen and not saying, well, you know, if if I do all these things, that'll change him. You know, you really yeah. have to listen. And then, then the other key thing, because I kind of went through something similar. You know, I met I met a guy, and I was like, okay, he's single, I'm single. You know, we're both looking. I thought he was looking. I thought. But when it came to he wanted to use all my time during the week and talk on the phone, but when the weekend came around, he was missing in action. Got so then I had to ask myself, okay, you're not going to waste my time during the week, but then yet on the weekends you don't have time for me. That clearly says you either have someone or you don't right. have time for me. So I had That's to say, it. what am I holding on to? When I realize mm-hmm. that I'm the prize and not the guy, then I'm like, That's okay, right. you know what? Um, I don't have time to talk to you anymore. I don't need the phone partner. Um, goodbye. Okay. And, and that was that. So I had to deal with, okay, I'm going to have to talk to you for the next two days. But you know what? That third day, I was fun. Okay. I had to yeah. deal with that. Yeah. And I just refused to let people waste my time. That's right. So that's just kind of how I roll. That's it. But for some people, it's, you know, how much you're willing to accept. And if you're willing to get your time wasted, they go right ahead. But if they don't have that's any right. money and want to spend it on someone, I'm not gay, but, you know, they could spend it on me. You know? Just want to throw away your money. I'm a great investment. Ladies, we yeah, have absolutely. a caller uh, that wants to make a comment. 205, are you on? Hey, ladies, how you doing? Hey. Hi. I noticed the website clappydads.com. It was interesting uh, talking about deadbeat dads. And um, I, I had a question since I got a group of ladies on one particular call. I just had a question. Uh, you know, a lot of times you hear, well, if if the if the, if he's not paying, you know, child support, or if he's he's not doing what he's supposed to do. Don't let him see his kids. And and then you know, but yet if you talk about it in a circle like this. It's like, well, no, I believe, I believe any, he should have a relationship with his kids. So my question is, and to anybody, is a deadbeat dad only financial, uh, or, or can a deadbeat dad be somebody that does not have a, a good relationship? You know, don't come around. In other words, if you pay your child support every month and you ain't coming around, could you be considered a deadbeat dad? Although Wikipedia yeah. says it's financial, but I'm thinking it's a little more than that. If, if you're paying all the child support but you're not giving the child any emotions, you deadbeat. Would you? Yeah, agree? I, I think that's basically was our our vein for this evening. It, it was more on the the nurturing aspect of of parenthood, not necessarily the money so much. I mean, like I like I said earlier in my situation, yeah, I care when you don't send the money. But, you know, uh, after I get over the fact that you're calling me on my phone, uh, you can speak to the kid. You know, you can stop by to get the kid or whatever. Right. Absolutely. You know, they had back in Wisconsin, this was many years ago, there was this guy. I think somebody said somebody earlier about having 14 kids. There was this guy that had nine kids by four different women. I I don't know what the math is or the statistics on that. But the courts... When they locked him up and it was time for him to come out, they on one of his terms of probation was that he don't, I'll put it in a, a good term, he don't procreate uh, while he's out. Don't have no more kids. And I'm wondering, 
you know, it's a shame that the government has to get involved in, in, in that deep. But, I mean, to avoid children from having this, you know, destructible childhood and and putting women and children in financial situations, that might be what we might have to do for, like you said, these guys that go out there and just have babies all over town. That, that might be something we have to look forward to one day. Well, they do it to women. They sterilize them. So that is turn around is fair play. I mean, if you got there these individual daddies out here with the twenty four and yeah, twenty three kids and fourteen women. Okay, yeah. Now he he definitely needs some depo uh, implants or or, or something. <laughs> rubbers rubbers are not rubbers are not working for him. No, <laughs> most definitely. <laughs> Well, I, I appreciate the time, ladies. I enjoy the show. Y'all have a good evening. Will you do the you same? You too. But, yeah, um, I, I think, well, mentally I was more on the physical aspect of parenting with this deadbeat topic. Um, I mean, money is yeah. always needed, but you need, you know, as much as that, we women, we need a break from the kids sometimes, and it would be nice to be able to say, well, get them for the weekend, or they're, they're spending, you know, mm-hmm. they're eating up all your food for spring break, not mine. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It most definitely would be, or would have been. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I just thank God I was able to, uh, in my situation, was able to, uh, provide for them, you know, and raise them to the best of my ability. I had my father there before I remarried. Um, they were around my father a lot, and he was a great influence and uh, mentor and uh, grandfather and all that to them and role model. So, you know, they did have an opportunity to be raised in a house with a man that had, you know, good morals and uh, values. Value system. Uh, his family. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, uh but, you know, it's really funny because um, I can see some of their, of course, some of their dad in them, not just looks. You know, that, that crap's in your DNA. Isn't that, isn't that scary? <laughs> and it is. It is very much scary because, you know, before my uh, oldest son was born, I, I never I never thought about that. I thought, you know, you, you get what you get from your parents. You get how they look, maybe their height, you know, their height. Uh, you know, hair color and all of these different things. But honey, when you talk about some things that have that this child was my son, he was never raised around his dad, uh, and he has a lot of his qualities. Um, some um, that I'm praying for, <laughs> you know, that, that that they don't get any worse. <laughs> Um, but he also has, you know, other great qualities. But uh, I can see some things. My ex could play the drums like you wouldn't believe, and my son came here playing the drums, never took a lesson a day in his life. So it sounds like that's our time. Yeah, we're we're about out of here. We did that one hour and a half. Did um, right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm just going to say this real quick. I told my kids that uh, in, in our situation uh, that the dad, it wasn't fair to me, and it, this is on financial and physical levels, it wasn't fair to me or them, but most of all, it wasn't even fair to the deadbeat, you know, on all right. the stuff that they're missing out on. Mm-hmm. 
Right, absolutely. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. What what's in the store for tomorrow? Is that uh Thomas um, live tomorrow? I believe it is. All righty. We have I'll stay tuned tomorrow for uh be sure to listen in for Tony Stallings Live. Eight o'clock and, Central. And Doctor Bo on Thursday. Same time. Absolutely. All right, ladies, you Great girls, have a good night. You too. Welcome, Comedian Joy. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right, enjoy having you. Same here. Have a good night. All right.